Michigan Short Track Racing Authority is Horsepower Happening. Curtis Roberts, welcome to Horsepower Happening. The Northport, Florida driver, Danny Sams III, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Travis Stemler, welcome to Horsepower Happening. Steve Irwin, welcome into Horsepower Happenings, my friend. Director of Race Operations for the ASA Stars National Tour, Joe Ballas, welcome. Over 50 years of industry experience, from behind the wheel to behind the microphone. Here comes Stambaugh into turns three and four. Stambaugh to the lift. Stambaugh sideways. Greg Dolman wins. Yeah, guys, wholesale uh, right side tire changes. That that seems to be the decision. All down mode. Exclusive interviews every week. Hear from drivers, track owners, series promoters, and so much more. You know, after about eight hours of months in medical center, they uh, they were pretty adamant about me staying out of the car for quite a while. It'll be at least my first stab at driving a race car that I haven't prepared from end to end, that I'm not calling the shots on, all of that, all at once. Plus, local news, analysis, and opinions you didn't ask for. She is not going to have any excuses. That is some of the best equipment there at Anti Camp and Racing that money can buy. This points fund is massive. These races are massive. These are some of the most high-paying races in the country. From the north side towing of St. John's Studio, presented by CNT Services, here are Zach Heiser and Rich France. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful Monday night. Glad to be back with you on a Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. It was a good weekend of racing in and around the state of Michigan. We'll get to all that. Two fantastic interviews coming up, but first, here's what's happening in a Motor City Minute. NASCAR was at Gateway St. Louis over the weekend, and uh, three really good races. Um, well, two of them at Gateway, one of them on the road course, which was a good race as well. In St. Louis, the trucks, Grant Enfinger went to victory lane with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. And how about KB? Kyle Busch gets the win in the NASCAR Cup Series. As for Carson Hosevar, the uh, Michigan native who was making his Cup Series debut, things were going well until they weren't. And that's just the nature of the beast. He ends up uh, in the last place position with a DNF after getting uh, put in the outside wall there uh, in that race. Cole Custer, by the way, goes to victory lane in the NASCAR Xfinity Series at the road course at Portland. A whole mess of information from the late model racing scene over the weekend. RTJ, Ricky Thornton Jr., he goes to victory lane at uh, Florence Motor Speedway for Castrol Flow Racing Night in America. Then he goes back to victory lane at West Virginia Motor Speedway to earn his sixth win of the season with the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. Uh, their second race of the weekend, the historic 100 finale, was postponed due to Mother Nature. Elsewhere, Mike Marler conquered Clarksville's $10,000 to win main event, picked up the big check there. Kyle Bronson outdueled Brian Shirley for the win at the Tri-City Speedway in Illinois with the World of Outlaws. So there's a couple of notes from the uh, World of Outlaws scene. Brian Shirley also picked up a win. How about Carson Macedo? He went to victory lane with the World of Outlaws. So uh, a lot of dirt racing things happening right now, and uh, that's pretty much what is happening in a Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. How are you? How you doing? I usually don't start out my little segment uh, with NASCAR. <laughs> you know me. I know. But, uh, but I, I got to clarify something. Man, Carson Hosevar was doing an unbelievable – he was running 16th, and he didn't get put in a wall. That right front – rotor 
exploded. I watched it happen. Yeah. Well, it just see, sucked him in. I and say, he was the first one. Yeah. Multiple cars had that happen, right? I say put, he was just the first one to have it happen. I say put in the wall because it had nothing to do with what he was doing. <laughs> That's right. why I say he got put in the wall because the car put him there. But uh, And how about this? The tweet from Dale Jr., by the way. Uh, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Jr. tweeting out that uh, Carson didn't have the day he was looking for, but that he definitely caught some folks' attention with what he was doing with Corey LaJoy's number seven. So love it for that kid because I know a lot of people were starting to speculate, you know, if he couldn't win a truck series race outright or couldn't win more, that, uh, you know, his career was going to be dead in the water. But he can hold a pretty wheel. He's shown that. So we'll, we'll see what he can do. Yeah, and I heard, I heard that he's not signed anywhere for next season. So I'm, I'm betting after that performance um, on Sunday that uh, – his phone's probably going to be ringing by the end of the season. Well, you know how it is. Money talks. So we'll uh, see if they can bring something to the table that works for everybody, Rich. So how about it? Speaking of money talking, one of the biggest races in the state of Michigan for the summer was one of the biggest modified races in the country over the weekend on Saturday at Birch Run Speedway. Yeah, the downright awesome modified night uh, at Birch Run Speedway took place, Zach. 56 cars clocked in and qualifying. Uh, and your $2,100 fast qualifier award went to Kyle Purvis. Uh, not surprised there, Kyle Purvis. Every time we see him, Zach, fast at all the premier races, uh, he, he's on a roll down at Winchester. Uh, 34 cars took the green flag in the $21,000 to win 100 lap A feature. And, Zach, uh, it was one of the invaders that took it home. Pensacola, Florida's Derek Griffin uh, took home the huge payday. The B feature went to Tower City, Michigan, Stephen Allman, and the C feature. Uh, she raced up here at Springport for a while, but she's uh, from York, South Carolina. Dominique Van Weeringen, gosh, I, I had trouble saying that when she was racing up here. <laughs> Van Weeringen, uh, she, she picked up the C feature win. And I guess everybody had a great time from what I could see up there at Birch Run, and it was it was an outstanding event. Uh, you know, we had, um, we had Tiffany and Sarah on the show a week ago, and uh, so glad for them that that, that their went their event uh, went above and beyond, and, and how well it went. I congratulations to them. Yeah, and I love too. Uh, you know, we we talked about over seventy cars pre-entered, and you know that you're going to have some drop off. Sixty five showed up. Uh, we're we're checked in on my race pass, so that is really good considering how many cars pre-entered. Yeah, and I was I was able to I was actually on my phone, and it was I thought it was cool that. Um, Road Trip Media was showing qualifying free of charge on my phone. So yeah. I, while, while I was sitting in the tower at Flat Rock, I'm watching qualifying. And I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Friday, you and I got to work together for the first. Was, was that the first time this season? Well, I mean, outside of HPH Network, um, where we were at uh, Tri-City, uh, Tri-City we together. together. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I think this is the first time we got to work together where we might cut a paycheck. Uh, out of the deal. So yeah, that's, uh, always, that's always a good thing, isn't it? I like it when that happens. I-96 yeah. Speedway played host to the Great Lakes Super Sprints on Friday night, the return of the Great Lakes Super Sprint Wolverine Division back at I-96 Speedway. A good field, 22 cars strong, Rich. That was until attrition started playing into things. You know when they flip them in qualifying that it's going to be a rough night, and I felt bad for A.J. Aldrich. Just kind of lost the handle on the race car coming out of turn four, slapped the outside wall, tumbled down the front stretch, and that was all she wrote. That was the end of it. But we got to see a very dramatic 25-lap main event. Fans on their feet 
uh, as uh, 19 cars ended up taking the green flag for 25 laps around I-96 Speedway. And it wasn't Carson Macedo who picked up the wins over the weekend with uh, the World of Outlaws, but it was Cole Macedo who jumped behind the wheel of the second Home Pro roofing machine, and he was lights out all night. From the drop of the green flag, he was out in front by almost four seconds at one point over the rest of the field. Caution flag waves. Field gets regrouped. No problem. He's gone again. Macedo way out in front. Coming down to four laps to go. I look over to my left, Rich, and it looks like he has problems with the cushion. Car kind of rocks and rolls, and he takes a, a beeline coming off turn number four, and that's how I called it is, oh, man, Macedo has problems with the cushion. And then he made the hard left-hand turn down the front straightaway. Cole Macedo with problems. He led lap 21 of 21 to that point in the race and did not get the win. Jared Horseman came back around to go two for two at I-96 Speedway here in 2023. Macedo with a uh, problem on that brand-new race car. He was visibly frustrated down in the infield, threw uh, the steering wheel, threw his helmet out of the car, and was just absolutely upset. They were going to cash the big check at the end of the night, but it was not meant to be. So Jared Horseman collects the win. The other home pro roofing car had a good night. Ryan Rule, second spot. Dustin Daggett finishes in third. Big mover, Max Stambaugh, up seven spots, coming from 11th to finish in fourth. That's championship caliber driving right there. Phil Gressman in fifth. The other big mover was Devin Doby, who uh, holds the track record at I-96, came up seven spots from 13th to finish sixth. And, uh, Rich, you got to take that one in. That was, I mean, that was, if you wanted drama, you had it on Friday. I know, and, and you, you kind of look back and you say, well, what if Cole Macedo didn't break? Cole Macedo, they, they had a special, and I will we'll tell everybody about this. So Home Pro, Home Pro Roofing said, oh, we're, we're going to throw some extra money out, and we're, we're going to take the, you know, the, first four, the first four drivers that drew and see if any of them want to go back to the sixth starting position. And if you win, it's 800 bucks more additional, right? Yep. And... Cole was starting on the pole and he didn't want to do it. Cole, everything that I saw in that race, Cole could have started 10th as fast as he was and probably could have drove through that field not knowing that he was going to break with four laps to go, obviously. Yeah, yep. But, uh, but it was just amazing. That's how fast that second 50-year shingles home pro roofing car was. Yeah, absolutely. And I uh, got a message from uh, from Shannon that they, you know, got the car put back together. They're looking forward to getting Blake Hahn behind the wheel of that uh, with a couple of 410 sprint cars as well, going to make the trip. So, um, you know, Shannon Shannon is excited. He's doing great things with Ryan, and he's excited to do some great things with uh, Macedo and with uh, um, Hahn as well in those race cars. Also, I do want to mention real quick, IMCA Modifieds Fast Shafts Qualifier. You talk about driving, could have started 10th and 1. How about A.J. Ward, man? That guy, he wasn't really excited about where he had to start. He told you that down in Victory Lane. Um, but he put on a great show with Gary Vanderbark and Myron DeYoung at the front of this IMCA Modified field. Those three drivers absolutely went at it, and that's exactly how they finished. Ward, Vandermark, DeYoung, Brenton DeYoung in 4th, and Chase Roseborough in fifth on uh, Friday night at I-96. Well, Rich, now it's time to get in our first interview tonight, and it's our pleasure to welcome in the second driver to grab the Home Pro Hammer of the Month Award, courtesy of Home Pro Roofing. This driver makes his home in Parma, Michigan, and as of like 72 hours ago, oh, I'm going to put salt in the wound. As of 72 hours ago, he was the points leader for the Great Lakes Super Sprints Buckeye Division. I say was because I think... 
he is going to continue to have a strong enough summer that he could get back up there again. Brad Lamberson, welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Thank you, sir. Yeah, man. So uh, I, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the happy place. We're going to go to our happy place, and we're going to turn the calendar back to May. Seven events so far this season. You pick up that feature win to cap off the month of May at Crystal Motor Speedway, and uh, outside of that, six top tens, four top five finishes, and seven starts so far this year. Just a couple of those came in the month of April. You have been really one of the strongest drivers in the region, not just based on finishes, Brad, but where you've started versus where you've finished. You've driven through the field at some of these events as well. Um, talk about that Melling performance number 27 and, and that team and what you guys have done this year uh, because you guys look like you're on a whole new level. I give all the credit to Roger Knapp. He's been on a roll every single night. But uh, this new package we got with Slade, Copperhead Shocks, have been the glue to our program, and uh, I just can't thank them guys enough. Go back to uh, I-96, May 12th, start 11th, finish 9th. Uh, that's plus 9 on your, uh, on your uh, if we had passing points, it would be plus 9 on those positions. Um, you know, you go to Lima Land, do, do, you go the wrong way there at Lima Land, so we won't talk about that one as much. Uh, Crystal Motor <laughs> Speedway, you start outside outside front row, you finish first. Uh, you go to um, you go to uh, Waynesfield. Not a great showing there, but it, it just this whole you know correlation of what you've been doing with this 27 team so far this season has been so much about uh, you know having a little bit of adversity but finding a way to power through it. Yes, the ultimate highs and lows. That's for sure. And, of course, uh, one of those lows came as the calendar flipped to June, and so we'll, we'll talk about that briefly. Tell me what happened and, and why you weren't at I-96 on Friday. Well, it all started at Lima with our backup motor. It dropped a rod. Then we put in the uh, Don Ott motor for Crystal the night we won, and I started noticing some popping and banging towards the end of the race. But no overheating issues. It just, I was keeping my eye on it. Ended up getting the win there, but then we came to Waynesfield and found that we had a broken fuel pump along with the collar that the pump attaches to. Oh, man. So that was the end of our night. It was the end of our B main run. We went eight to third in three laps or four laps, something like that. And then it let go. And then we found another dropped rod in that motor this week. And we put the backup motor back in for 96. And then while we were running the valves, we found the link bar that the lifter is attached to was also broken. Ah, man. And it put us out for the whole weekend. And that's because that was the big question. It was like, man, you know, you had those problems that Memorial Day weekend. And and that was the biggest question that everybody was kind of asking is, why did this get discovered so late uh, that, Brad, you know, you didn't have a chance to come up with a secondary plan? Um, Sounds like this was just final tuning to head to the races. And then you find that problem. Yeah, I was just changing the oil in my app motor on Thursday night and found some metal shavings in it so we hurried up and swapped motors 
next morning we ran the valves on that and put the new push rod in because we didn't even have that motor ready. But after we got that push rod put in, we found the link bar was also broke. Brad, I got I to gotta tell you, oh, by the way, happy anniversary because it, today is two years to the day of your first ever Great Lakes Super Sprints win. Um, so, and that's what I want to ask you about. You pick up your first ever win two years ago. Now you're battling for a championship. Pick up another win, you know, early in the season. Um, just kind of talk about how far your team has come just in the last couple of years. Well, it's really been just the past two years. We've finally been able to put together a couple new cars, and Roger's been able to do a thing with it. And I've basically given him full range on what he wants to have done, and it's obviously paying off for us. I want to I want to paint that picture a little bit more in depth. By the way, for those who uh, maybe don't know, I'll go back. Uh, we'll say let's go back five years. 2018, seven, this is for Brad Lamerson, and these events are recorded on my race pass. 17 events, yep. 17 events, no wins, no top fives, four top tens. That's 2018. 2019, 25 events, no wins, uh, five top fives, eight top tens. 2020, we all know what happened that year. That's the bust. Then 2021 comes back. 20 events, two feature wins, eight top fives, 16 top ten finishes. 2022, 22 events, a feature win, eight top fives, 14 top tens. And you're on pace to better that this year with six out of seven being top tens, four out of seven being top fives, and already that feature win at Crystal. Um, and I'll be honest, Brad, I was never, you know, back those five, six, seven years ago, I wasn't looking for the 27 machine to be contending for wins up front. And now it's become the other way, where if the 27 machine isn't in the top five or top ten at the end of the night, you wonder what went wrong. <laughs> it's definitely a night and day uh, change anyways. I Back in, back five years ago, I couldn't shake a monkey off my back to save my life. And so why why is it, I mean, you, you credit your team. Do you, do you guys find something? Do you discover something? You talk about the new the new cars. I mean, is the technology that important on these race cars? I mean, just... Why is the night and day difference? Why does it just feel like somebody turned the light switch on finally? Well, I'm, I think I've paid my dues for one. <laughs> sure, but it also it's helping to have some new equipment on this on this Triple uh, X chassis. Hey, Brad, I want I want to talk to you about what uh, you know what Barry's did over the winter. You know, by 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 taking over uh, the NRA and really by joining it up with GLSS. I think it's pretty cool where, you know, you have a Wolverine division, Buckeye division, and then an overall tour championship. It kind of gives you a chance to really play with your schedule, doesn't it? Yes, for sure. And it's looking like we're going to be playing with the schedule a little bit more now. So what are you guys, what are you guys going to have to do um, missing a week? Does this mean, okay, now we're going to have to not, you're going to load up more on the Buckeye races to make sure you don't miss any or, uh, and is that going to be at the expense of any of the Wolverine races? We are, we were actually leading the Wolverine points. Okay. That's right. And, but we're, I've, as far as I know, we're going to still plan to run all of the Wolverine races. Just take it easy on the Ohio deal now. 
because you were running, were you, were you doing the tour stuff as well? Yep. Uh, I wasn't really focusing too much on it cause I missed Lima a few weeks prior. Okay. We had a personal job to take care of. Right. And so you mentioned now you're probably going to ease up on the Ohio stuff. Um, just to kind of paint that picture all together, uh, you're, you're talking about trying to save on the wear of, of your equipment. Correct. Yeah. So after this weekend, right, you miss, you miss one weekend. Of course, everybody and their brother that was in the top 10 showed up, uh, on, on Friday at I-96. You go from first back to 11th in the updated point standings, 180 out of the top spot. Um, do you feel like that's a, a difference that you, you can make up but before the end of the year? I think it's going to be tough with us. I think we got 13 or 14 more races on the schedule for the Wolverine division. I think of that. I don't remember. But anyways, it, it's going to be tough. We're just going to have to get some more wins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and, you're not going to have, Zach, he's not going to get some more wins. He's going to get a bunch more wins. <laughs> well, and we saw this last year with with uh, uh, with Double D, with uh, Danny Sa- or, or D3, I should say, with Danny Sams the third. right? He had that points lead, and he told me, I remember this night very well, he told me at Butler, one bad night, and we're out of this thing. And sure enough, they had a bad night. Not at Butler, but they had a bad night like the next week, and he he slipped from the top of the board and never was able to get back up there. I say that for you, Brad, because you had your bad night in June. Now we've got at the beginning of June. So now we've got the rest of June, July, August, and a little bit of September to play with where now it's time for everybody else to have a bad night and, and you to click off really good nights. I think you still have an opportunity to rebound from this. Let's hope so. We could really use it. How important I is think. how important is a GLSS championship for you? More more or less to get the my sponsors the championship. That's really what my goal was this year. I don't have a whole lot to work with, but we're definitely definitely making the most of what we got. Brad, put the helmet on for me. Does this change how you're going to um drive that 27 machine now or are you going to have you forced yourself into taking more chances than normally you would have uh 100 now that i've actually got a decent backup car i feel like i'm taking a little more risks than i normally would um i'm one of the cleaner drivers i'd like to say so i wouldn't stick my nose where i shouldn't does that does that change now? <laughs> Are you saying you might have to stick your nose somewhere it don't belong? I'm definitely going to be getting after it this time. How do you this balance one, this one really the fire. How do you balance that aggression though, right? I mean, if you go tumbleweeding off of turn one and you're down to the backup car, that's not great for for a points run either. Um, so, you know, where how do you find that balance between I got to be aggressive and I have to finish in the top five the rest of the season, and I also have to finish the rest of the season. I think I find that balance mainly because it's my equipment. <laughs> Which is, a, that's really, a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. Meaning. That's, that's really my main thing is just staying clean and keeping my nose clean anyways. And when you say it's your own equipment, you mean that in the aspect of, you know, you have to write the check and you got to work on the stuff. Correct. Yeah. 
I obviously my sponsors, Melling Performance and Classic Metal Finishing are a massive part of this and I wouldn't be here without them. But yeah, it's it's all my equipment. My parents help with fueling and miscellaneous stuff like that. Mama cooks some food. <laughs> Gotta love the mom mom's cooking on race day, right? Yeah. Yeah, what I was what I was more what I was more thinking of, Brad, is you know you're coming down late in the race. Uh, maybe you catch the white flag, and maybe before there wasn't a slider you try to throw in because it was borderline. And now, if it's a difference between second and winning a race, you're probably going to throw that baby all the way yeah. in there. You got that right. <laughs> We're going after it now. No doubt about it. I want to talk about something. I've been thinking about this. Um, you know, the Lamberson racing scene has changed over the last few years as well. There was a time when uh, you and your brother both raced. Um, there would be two 27s on the track that was a nightmare to try and keep keep track of. What kind of happened with okay. what kind of happened with your brother, and and how did it end up that it was just you who uh, was still behind the wheel? Well, Jared actually funded his own team all on his own. He just realized this is expensive. I'm buying a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. And, and meanwhile, you uh, you weren't that smart. You keep the race car. Um, but yeah. You've mentioned all the great support that you've had. You know, uh, it's funny. Brad and I have a halfway connection because uh, one of my cousins, Lori, is such a huge Brad Lamberson fan. We were both uh, like, I don't know, 250 miles from Crystal Motor Speedway north of the bridge when you won at Crystal, and she came up and about gave me a concussion. She shook and jumped up and down so hard uh, when she heard that you had won, and she came over and told me that you had won. Um, talk about your fan base, because they are loyal, and I tell you what, when you do win, I hear a lot of people cheering for Brad Lamberson when you get out of the car. That That's another awesome thing, especially at Crystal. I heard the fans going wild there, and normally the, the Crystal fan base isn't a big uh, sprint car area anyways but yeah my family uh, there's so many of them that show up every week almost i'm just very thankful to have them all i don't know if i don't know if this is i'm gonna zach i'm gonna try to one up you here okay so i'm i'm i might be related to brad coming up here in the near future just because my brother from another mother uh <laughs> so Brad is marrying Gary's niece. So, oh, I, that's I, right. So I, I think that Brad, that's going to make us family once you take care of that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that means we got a horsepower happenings uh, sponsorship in the oh, works. All right. Now. Oh man, time's <laughs> up. We got to go. All Brad. right. Yep. Sorry, we'll talk to Brad that. next week right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, what you do is you play that the other way, Brad, and and Rich is buying the beer from here on out. So. Uh, there hey, you go. that works too. There you go. Let's talk about this Great Lakes Super Sprint Series schedule, and and we know all the work that you have to do now to try to get back into contention. Uh, you've got wins at now Crystal. You've got wins at I ninety six. You've got wins or a win. I think it's one uh, each, or maybe two at I ninety six, um, and a win at Tri City. You look at this schedule. We'll go back to Crystal. Uh, we'll go back to I-96 a few times. Hartford's still on the schedule. Butler's still on the schedule, a place that, uh, you know, you kind of cut your teeth a, a little bit, if, if that's fair to say. Merritt on the yep. schedule. Um, you know, we do go to Tri-City. Uh, Hartford again, Silver Bullet. 
which is which is I would say comparable to Crystal in the way that it slicks off. Where are where do you think your best chances are? And I mean, I know that they're all important, but where realistically do you think your best chances are to start racking up those wins? I think we're if we can get this motor back in time, Hartford and Butler's been the one I ones I've been eyeballing. I okay. feel like Hartford owes me one. How We've so, had a lot how, of bad luck there. <laughs> how, yeah, I was going to say, how so? Just uh, spell spell out what's happened uh, in the past there for you. Well, we last year I think I went ninth to fourth or something, and had the leaders in my sights, and my top wing blew off. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, time, yeah, that doesn't happen very often. There. What's that? I say that doesn't happen very often. So just the fact that that happened to you is is you know. <laughs> Yeah, it blew backwards, lifted wow. the whole car off the ground. Wow. And then the second night was at uh, Hartford. I think I was in third or something, and power steering went out. Kind of caught on fire, but not bad. Just had a big ball of flames anyways. I think I remember that one. Okay. And then, yeah, Butler, you know, a lot of folks in our area, when it's time to go sprint car racing, Butler's the only place with weekly 410 sprints. Um, so... That's where I was first introduced to the Lamberson was was at Butler. So uh, you've you've seen that place a number of times. Yes, I have. We have a track championship there with the Shelby Shelby Billings four ten. So it's my old stomping grounds, my, my home track. I'm excited to, to see uh, what Tim Wilbur's got going on there. I seen he widened up the track quite a bit. Hopefully it makes for a good racing surface. That's what I was going to ask too. Is 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 you know the changes that have been made there? How different it is from when you were there back in your championship days? A lot different. I, by the looks of it, the banking's gone. And when I started there, that was in prime banking. And Brad, I think you got to feel better that if we can get by what just happened in the past week or so, um, you have a lot of tracks on your schedule coming up that you've had a lot of success at in the last couple of years yes there's been a couple of couple different tracks that have owed me one so hopefully we can we can click them off all right so i-96 tri-city crystal obviously those are circled because you've won there butler hartford sounds to me like uh if you can get through merit without having an issue the rest of the great lake series uh north division schedule Brad Lamerson should be in contention to win. Let's hope so. It sounds good. <laughs> Between Merritt and Silver Bullet, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Rich brought it up. Let's talk about this. Uh, the other, the other side of your life, uh, getting ready to uh, put a ring on it. How's that going? Yes, Candace and I have been together for seven years. We uh, we split up in between. Uh, we were three years in and split up for you, almost a year. You didn't have to bring that part up, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta gotta explain why it's been so long. Everybody says, "Oh, why did why did it take you so long?" Yeah, okay, all right, I understand. <laughs> I understand. So when, when we're four years in, and I figured it's time to pop the question. When does that happen? When are you uh, when are you getting hitched? I'm, we're thinking end of April of next year okay all right so i i see what he's doing rich if we win the championship we'll get married if not we're gonna have to postpone until after i win the 2024 championship and then we'll do it again oh i like it 
He said, I, I like I, it. I, I, he said, I, I, I like it. I, 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 I have Candace in listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to get a mass email on uh, at the end of September. Hey, we came up one spot short. Move it to April 2024. We'll try again next year. <laughs> oh, man. Talk, but I do want to talk about, we love to do this in our show, her support of what you do um, and, and how much she backs you and everything that you've got going on. Uh, incredible support by her. She's at just about every race. If she can get off work early, she's riding with us. If she can't, she's driving there herself. She's been definitely a rock for this team. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, Brad, uh, I know that it, you know, you mentioned Melling and you mentioned everybody that's uh, been helping you in the pits and that sort of thing. Um, Home Pro Hammer for the month of May, uh, you know, and of course, uh, going into June was not exactly the start you were looking for, but uh, nonetheless, you've had a really good start to the season. Tell us who it is that makes it possible for you to do what you do. We got, obviously, Melling Performance and Classic Metal Finishing, but we also have uh, Premier Fire Protection, Pallets and More, uh, Alpha Coney Island, Man, there's we've been listing off a bunch of them this year. <laughs> yeah, you and you uh, uh, you told me you picked up some new people uh, this season as well. When I was talking to you for uh, before the race, yeah, we got an Australian partner. He's not a full blown titanium, but it's B- BK uh, Racing for products, I believe is how it is. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, who else we got on there? Performance Automotive. I think I said Alpha Coney Island, best lunch in town. I believe that's it. He's looking at pictures of the race car. I can see, I can hear it. I can hear it. Or he's walking around it in the shop right now. Brad, uh, <laughs> this is, you know, we hope that this changes the tide for you. Obviously, uh, you know, tough luck to find out you got an engine problem on Thursday night. And then you find out Friday morning as you're, you know, getting ready to put it in the trailer that you got another engine problem. So, um, this is all taken care of, though. You're ready to go. Uh, you, you hope to be ready to go when the time comes again. Yep. Hopefully, we uh, got rid of all our grem- gremlins in one weekend and can finish out June strong. You found another engine, and so uh, you'll you'll be ready to to rock at uh, Hartford on the 16th. I believe so. I might have a ride lined up. I don't know if he wants me to say anything. Okay, you don't have to. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> yep, dude, you're good. <laughs> you're good. But it's definitely a, a plan B if we don't get my motors back in time. Okay, good, good. Well, we'll look for you on the 16th at Hartford for sure. Uh, maybe in somebody else's car. We'll watch for details on that too uh, as they become available. Yeah. Brad, uh, I do want to say on behalf of uh, Home Pro Roofing, which, by the way, let me talk to you real quick here about Home Pro Roofing because uh, whether you're trying to sell your home or keep your home, Home Pro Roofing is uh, the place to go. They offer financing. They have that available with uh, roof installations or replacements or even roof inspections if you uh, need something like that, or if you just need a roof repair. They give you peace of mind for 50 years. Home Pro Roofing, 50-year warranty on all roof repair services, ensuring that customers can have peace of mind 
design and confidence in the longevity and durability of their roof. They have locations right here in the state of Michigan, of course, Indiana and Ohio. Over 12,000 homes and counting with 17-plus locations. Uh, be sure to check out Home Pro Roofing, a great supporter of Horsepower Happenings and, of course, a great supporter of Short Track Racing. Uh, Brad, man, good luck the rest of the season. I hope that things continue to go the right direction for you. And who knows, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to you down in Victory Lane a couple times this season. Thank you, sir. We'll definitely work on the interviewing skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's Brad Lamberson, your Home Pro Hammer of the Month for the month of May. Well, I appreciate Brad making time to uh, chat with us and um, I tell you what, this was a tough home pro hammer of the month decision because, uh, you know, Brad had had, so, had those races. He had a couple that weren't great, but he had those races where he had really good performances, passing a lot of cars and finishing up front, and then the win at Crystal is uh, what put him up there. But Tyler Rankin was the other home pro hammer of the month nominee. Look for him to get nominated again um, because I got to tell you, he has been really strong this, uh, this season. And in fact, almost picked up the win Saturday at Butler, which would have been another win for him this season, made a small mistake, allowed Michigan Motorsports Hall of Famer Jason Blonde to get by him. And uh, so it'll be fun to see also how the Sprint Car Power Rankings shake up this week, presented by Jim Coffey and Sun Plumbing and Heating, because Tyler was at the top of last week's rankings, Rich, but not by much. Things are starting to get tight in the uh, Jim Coffey and Sun Plumbing and Heating Michigan Sprint Car Power Rankings as uh, the summer rolls on. It's Tyler Rankin, Max Stambaugh, and how about Trey McGranahan, the Butler Motor Speedway regular right now in the third spot in the Power Rankings, Ryan Rule, and Brad Lamberson was fifth in Power Rankings heading into this weekend. So not only is he going to fall like he did in the Great Lakes Super Sprint Series points, but he's going to fall in our Power Rankings as well. So a uh, tough break for him. I thought I thought Tyler Rankin, What's he got? Three? Does he got three or four wins? Yeah, he's this year. He's been motoring this year. Yeah, yeah. I I, I could not believe that. I mean, I, I first met him last year, and I thought, where the, you know the first several races this season, I was like, where did he come from? It's like every time I look, he's at the top of the board. So no surprise there in twenty twenty three. Two feature wins, five top fives, ten top finishes, and fifteen events this year for Tyler Rankin. And uh, I do. I like I said, watch for him to get nominated again because he and Greg Wheeler. They found something this offseason. They, they found a way to communicate. They found a way to get that race car where Tyler likes it. They're, I mean, <laughs> put yourself on notice if you're a sprint car in the Great Lakes region this year uh, and watch out for that 16C machine. Uh, any Outlaw Super Late Model racing this weekend, Rich? Uh, will we see any shakeup in the uh, Outlaw Super Late Model power rankings? Uh, the Intimidator 100, Zach. We'll That's talk right. about that at the end of the show. Is that Kalamazoo this week? So. Yes, there will be, and the I believe the Outlaw Super Late Models are at Flat Rock as part of their, the, I believe, I have to double-check the schedule, but yeah, the Intimidator 100 for sure, so I guarantee you it's not going, it, it's going to be shaken up just a little bit, uh, it won't be just a Flat Rock heavy power rankings uh, for the Outlaw Super Late Models. And we'll also get you an updated um, Michigan Dirt Super Late Model power rankings uh, out this week as well. Um, we did have an issue uh, getting some results for Mid-Michigan Raceway Park from Memorial Day weekend's program. Um, so uh, we're going to have to you know, play an audible there on that one. We know who won uh, two weekends ago, but uh, we don't have the full results from there for Super Late Models. So uh, we'll try to let you know how that's going to play out. Keep an eye on that on the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. Rich, uh, I know we've got, you, you talk about some big events coming up this week. 
included in those big big events are one of the biggest dirt track. Speaking of Michigan dirt super late model races, uh, we might see some guys go down to uh, Mid Ohio coming up. Yeah, and I want to go. We should go one of these years. We right? should. Just, we should just just say we're taking off and. You know, Zach and Rich are just going to be gone for a few days. <laughs> pack, and the, pack the cooler, grab the RV. We'll see you later. <laughs> we got, all I got to do is hook the RV up. We're good. I got that part covered. But, uh, yep, the Dirt Late Model Dream, Zach, at Eldora this week, June 8th uh, through the 10th. That's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, twin 25 lap features Thursday and Friday. $12,000 each to win. And then Saturday, the Dirt Late Model Dream, $129,000, Zach, to the winner. On Saturday, unbelievable. Hot laps kick off at 6.30 each day with racing to follow. Unreal. Hard, hard to believe they're giving away that kind of money for sure. Uh, let's talk real quick about Northside Towing of St. John's before we move on. want to say thanks to, first off, uh, CNT Services. The sponsorship comes by way of Chris Mapes and CNT Services, which, by the way, he sent me a message and said, hey, uh, what are we going to do about shirts for the Dome this year? So uh, already excited about that. Horsepower Happenings coverage of the St. Louis Dome Racing brought to you by CNT Services for 2023. We're excited to get a chance to do that in December during my birthday weekend. So things could get dangerous. Uh, no. Um, oh, no. Will I, you know, it's going to be Rich's responsibility to make sure I don't get new bracelets uh, during St. Louis Dome weekend. Well, gonna... I have to be the responsible. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be my birthday weekend. <laughs> Chris, Chris has already told me he's not going to be responsible. So um, maybe I'll bring back. Next, a, maybe, next up on horsepower happenings, who wants to apply to be Zach's babysitter? That's right. <laughs> maybe I'll bring my wife, and uh, she can keep all three of us in line. We'll see uh, if yeah. if she accepts that application. I doubt it, though. Anyhow, uh, thanks to CNT Services and Northside Towing of St. John's. This, of course, the. Uh, Finley family right there in mid-Michigan, located on U.S. Highway 27 in St. John's. Check them out. They have towing services, Amer uh, emergency roadside service. They are St. John's only light, medium, and heavy-duty towing company. They offer jump starts, tire changes, unlocks, and, of course, uh, if you just need that uh, hook-and-go, if you need the flatbed, or if you need the big truck for uh, even equipment removal or things of that nature, they can help you out. Northside Towing of St. John's. Check them out. Give them a call. 989-224-9200 or Northside Towing of St. John's on Facebook. Rich, uh, it was a fun weekend. Saturday, got a chance to go down to uh, one of Indiana's historic landmarks, and that is Salem Speedway in Salem, Indiana. Have you ever been to Salem Speedway? I have never been to Salem Speedway. Okay. It was really, I got to tell you, Glenn Luckett and, and his team, uh, Glenn, of course, uh, the former CRA you know, director, now the management general manager of, of Salem Speedway. First of all, it was awesome to get a chance to see him again. He's looking great, doing great. The work they've put in at Salem Speedway is amazing. New sound system, new asphalt, and a new look on life at Salem Speedway right now. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, and really some great racing was put on down there as well, including the Jenk CRA All-Stars Tour and the ASA CRA Super Series down there as well, put on a great race. Let's talk about the Super Series first. Tyler Riddick, the former uh, driver with the CRA Junior Late Model Series, kicked off his 2023 season in the ASA CRA Super Series, set fast time earlier in the day, got put back one row thanks to the redraw. Well, it didn't take very long. Chase Berta led the opening lap after he redrew the number one pill for the ASA CRA Super Series. Led lap number one, Rich, 
And then they took that poor kid three wide coming out of turn number two for the lead going down the back straightaway on lap two. On lap two, they took that guy three wide. It was Berta in the middle, Dalton Armstrong on the outside, and Tyler, or excuse me, Jordan Riddick on the inside. And Riddick had the lead by the time they got to three and four. And it looked like that was going to be the race. Gio Ruggiero slid, slid into the second spot, but appeared to have nothing for Riddick. The race went green for 50 consecutive laps, and you know what that means. Competition caution. So the caution came out. New this year, a choose rule. Riddick chose the inside line of the outside line dominant Salem Speedway, and Gio added him to his Christmas card list right away. And that's that <laughs> thank, is thank you very much. And that is all it took. Gio went on to lead the next forty nine laps and went to victory lane. Uh, his second in a row with the ASA brand and first with the uh, ASA CRA Super Series. So congratulations to him. The Jag CRA All-Stars Tour, meanwhile, that race was, if you like drama, it was full of it. Uh, it was originally led by Will Kimmel. He jumped out to the early lead in his Scott Melton number 69 machine. Kimmel out front, setting the pace. No big deal. Couple of cautions. Survived those with no problem. Then, all of a sudden, he and Brett Robinson made contact. Both of those drivers went to the tail. That handed the thing over to Corey Dozer, who on lap three of the race was put into the outside wall and ripped the left-hand door off after Trey Craig blew a right front tire and collected Doozer. Both of those drivers, able to continue, drove back through the field. Doozer inherits the lead, Rich, and hangs on for his second career. Jag CRA All-Stars Tour win, his first since 2013, almost 10 years since he'd been to Victory Lane with the Jank CRA All-Stars Tour, and uh, Corey Doozer goes to Victory Lane on Saturday. What a fun night at Salem Speedway. I was just gonna. I was just gonna say that at least, at least Riddick doesn't. Jordan Riddick doesn't have a left side door he has to replace. That's like, right. <laughs> like like William Byron did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and so and uh, Doozer will go ahead and replace the door on behalf of that, right? Yeah. So it was a great show. Uh, you know, Dalton Armstrong finished third in the Super Series race. You mentioned going back to that uh, Geo Riddick and uh, Armstrong. Uh, it was, I can't even remember the top three, actually, for the Jegs race. It was so dramatic. Uh, I believe, man, I'll have to look because I really don't remember. I know that Doozer obviously got the win with the, uh, with the torn off left side door because we were talking about uh, him having the parachute pulled on that thing for the whole race and how hard it might be for him to get back to the front of the field. Uh, but, I mean, he really kind of made it look easy. He was able to do that uh, with, with minimal, it looked like minimal, minimal effort. I'm sure that he was working hard behind the wheel. Uh, Brett Robinson recovered to finish second. How about Brandon Varney, the driver out of Richmond, Michigan, got his best career. Jag CRA All-Stars Tour finish, brought it home on the podium in P3. So good job to Brandon. Well, Zach, let's jump on over to the pavement side of things and a gentleman uh, who found victory lane this weekend in a template late model. Uh, he found victory lane at Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway, makes home in Wayland, Michigan. Dylan Stovall, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. How you doing? Pretty good, man. I had a, had a good night on Saturday. I mean, you know, we know, uh, you know, Mid Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway is kind of on a limited schedule. They're running about half the races as everybody else. Uh, yeah. But, man, you had to battle for that win the last couple laps, and it was pretty exciting. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, we had... We had a good day going. Like we weren't off at all. Like normally, like we were one camp was the night before, and we kind of got to change a few things and whatnot. And we did, and we didn't really have to play with the car much. Like it uh, went real smooth. Let's talk about you mentioned running Kalamazoo the night before. Um, 
not very often that you uh, are running. Well, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. How often are you running back-to-back nights right now with that template car? Yeah, so we actually, we were only scheduled. We had made a schedule this off-season. We were only planning on running three shows. And then um, the first one got rained out, and we ran the second show. And then, you know, just we raced there full-time for many years before, and it kind of ate us up. So I think we're going to run more than three shows this year. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what is your just sit back? What is your plan for the season? I mean, was Springport just kind of a the date was open on the calendar, so you went up there to see what was going on? I'm kind of. We had it on the schedule as a maybe, but like, uh, we love we me and Kenny, my teammate, like we love going there. We love Donnie, um, Donnie Ritter. He uh, does an amazing job at the facility and works it very well. And we always want to go there and support him when we can. So we uh, we had the opportunity to go there Saturday, so we took advantage of it. Let's talk about this night a little bit more. Uh, as Rich mentioned, um, you know, qualifying, you end up being uh, the second fast qualifier of the night. Heat race, you end up P2. Not really starting toward the back of the field. I mean, granted, how many cars yeah. there were, I guess it was toward the back. But seventh, yeah. start seventh, work your way up to first. Um, this car was, was pretty good. Uh, talk about what it took to get to victory lane. Um, it took a lot of patience, I guess. And uh, for one... We only ran this motor realistically, the crate car, for a year. And uh, we ran at Berlin full season last year. And uh, I haven't really run it around Springport and stuff. So it was a bit of getting adjusted to, to my built motor. Drove a little different. So I uh, had to pace myself in the feature. And I was uh, overdriving quite a bit in the feature. And I finally calmed down. I uh, backtracked a little bit. I was behind Trudell and trying to work to get around him and it's so hard around that place because that motor that track likes a lot of motor and couldn't get underneath him and was praying for a caution kind of to shuffle us back up because Pierman was running away and uh I got blessed with a caution and we started inside row behind Pierman and rode with him and just kind of gauged off of him where I could get advantages and learned the whole race and then I saw 10 to go and started getting a little antsy but i know i could wait a little longer and i noticed he was getting his car was getting tight and falling off a little bit i could roll center a lot better than him towards the end of the race and uh was counting down five to go and knew i had two laps to do something about it and drove it into three and we took the lead coming to the white tell me i, I gotta ask you real quick how do you overdrive a pro late model obviously with a super late model you can burn the rear tires off in it uh you know easier than you can a pro late model but how were you overdriving this car? I was, uh, so we were on the chip, uh, pretty good. I feel like I, driver standpoint, just feeling the car, I, I would wanted to be on the chip a little harder, um, on entry of the corner. And, um, just so I could drive in that much more deeper than I was intending to at the beginning of the race. But, um, yeah, just overdriving it, getting in on entry and making my center real snug. And with a crate car, everything's about roll center. And uh, it kills you if you don't have roll center without a big motor. So that was everything. Dylan, talk to me about, you know, look, nobody likes low car counts, but uh, does that does that get in your head when you're battling like that and you have a, you know, you're trying to decide what move you want to make and when you want to make it. Um, does that help you knowing that you don't have a pack on your tail that if it doesn't work the first time, then you got a chance to, to correct it again the next lap? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. When there's only eight cars, but, um, I, I knew going there that our, our battle was going to be Pierman and Trudell. 
the whole night. And um, so I was, I was, I wouldn't say I wasn't worried about Trudell because I knew, I knew he was going to have a good car all night. And um, I felt that when P- me and Pierman got around and the way I was pacing behind Trudell at the beginning of the race, I knew we had a lot faster cars than him, but I knew if uh, I messed up real bad or fucked up real bad, Pierman or Trudell was going to be coming. So it, yeah, it's not bad with a low car count, but it's still definitely fun when you get to go to like Springport, like a track like that, and you have two really fast guys that are always up to pace and always competitive to race with. Yeah, I, met, I mentioned it earlier about you know Springport deciding to go with basically for for all intents and purposes a half schedule, work racing every other week, um, yeah. and then and then Corrigan Oil, which really you lost almost every race there, um, right? So, so that really messes up your schedule from a year ago. Um, did, did that help you or does, does that open more doors for you when, when something like that happens? Um, it's real unfortunate. We really liked going to Corrigan oil. I know our, um, our owner, Nick Hutcherson, he loves that place and we love going there and we normally do pretty successful when you go to that track. And, uh, that was kind of disappointing to see that place shut down in a sense, but, um, yeah, it opened, it definitely opened more doors. We, uh, we went to Owasso and, uh, that was super fun. I was super excited about that track, but um, yeah, I think it opens more more doors for us in a sense of being able to go test somewhere, or kind of take a breather of really making sure the car's set up right in the in the shop and getting a breather to make sure everything's right, everything's tight, and we're ready to go, not so gung ho all the time. You said you were running for. Uh, I believe earlier in the interview, you said you were running for 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 a championship at Berlin. Um, running each night uh how does that affect uh well the first time in our state we've had five jake Sari all-stars tour events in one season um between two racetracks are you going to try to hit some of those uh, or you know just gonna just gonna be able to go to owasso um so we're gonna yeah like you said we're gonna run the full season at berlin but then like owasso is putting on their uh their big jags races we're not going to hit the one in, I think it's July or it's June of this month or something, but we're definitely going to hit the one in August. And, um, towards the end of the season, um, it's on the schedule. Everything rolls well and we do good and cars stay in one piece. We plan on going to Winchester again. We had a blast there last year. Um, we took six last year. So I think we're going to try and better that. We had a very good time and very good help from Van Dorn was set up on a car. We went there with a great piece and, it was fun, and then after that, we're uh, planning on going to Nashville to run the pro late race. So, nice. just a couple on the schedule to get our feet wet. Yeah. So you mentioned, and I just have to clarify because uh, we do have a, an association with CRA, and, and I'm excited to get a chance to go to Owasso for my first time. This Saturday is actually the uh, the first Jeg CRA All Stars yeah. Tour, the Big O Classic. Uh, the tune-up before the Masters of the Pros 184, the richest pro late model race in the country. Um, you you don't take the opportunity to go and and do a little tune up there before the Masters, uh, even with the new pavement and everything. And uh, late models are off the schedule at Berlin this Saturday. Just saying. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I know. Me and we've tossed it up. We actually went there with our our local car, had a blast with it. So we kind of got a feel for that. Nothing with ten inch tire though. But yeah, it's uh, definitely been up in the air what we want to do. We've don't get me wrong. We've discussed it uh, about every time me and Nick see each other. So uh, <laughs> you may see us. You may not. All right. Okay. I'll take that. Uh, he just yeah. went. He just went from no <laughs> to maybe. So you know, by the end of the interview, maybe we can get a yes out of him for this weekend. Who knows? Um, let's talk about this race car though, um, and Berlin Raceway because 
we we've been hearing more and more about the Berlin Raceway Super Late Model Division having a lot of crate cars in it. And uh, my understanding is is that you you are one of those guys who's running a crate motor, the same motor that you run at Springport, I think. Uh, you're running at yep. Berlin. Yeah, so it's we started off last year with a with an equalizer motor, super motor, and um, just racing north or south of that, excuse me, south of that track and short tracks and Galesburg and Kalamazoo and everywhere else on an eight inch tire, where it's always stop and go and hard on the gas pedal. Gas pedal. It didn't really uh, fit my suit of driving. Just at Berlin with being uh, so uh, tire management and long run term races and having stuff for the end. So we took the switch to a crate and let me tell you, like it's, it's almost better in my sense. You don't ha- I mean, there's still tire wear that you have to worry about and everything, but uh, like, like this race coming up Wednesday, um, definitely uh, a better, a better setup, bring to the track with a crate, just being able to save more and, not burning, not worry about burning up the right rear tire and whatnot. I've been hearing people say that it is easier, or maybe easier is the wrong word, but that they are just able to really be able to do a lot more uh, with the pro late model around Berlin because of the mainly, not necessarily, they don't have so much to do with what the size of the racetrack is, but the configuration of the racetrack and the fact that you have wheel input around that thing almost the entire time, kind of right. step, stone stepping off of what you said it can be really easy to burn the right rear off of it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That tracks, like you said, you're always turning. And as soon as you, as soon as you kill your momentum, you're falling off. It could be four. It sometimes it could be even two tenths, but at Berlin, two tenths is huge. I mean, you go everywhere else like Kalamazoo and stuff and you slip a right rear and get loose off and drive in a little too deep. You're not really losing that much, but momentum around Berlin is everything. All right. Well, we wouldn't, uh, we'd be remiss if we, talked about berlin this entire interview with you and didn't talk about wednesday um is it right. on is it on your schedule to show up there wednesday absolutely we will uh actually got to go pick up the hauler from uh van dorn tomorrow and uh we'll be there tomorrow testing and yeah we'll be there to race i'm excited i just it, it actually just occurred to me uh as we were doing this interview i'm like man that's pretty nice of dylan to make time for us tonight because he's got a race in two days what sort right. of how what does the preparation look like for you um with the money obviously money in the bank coming up uh on wednesday one of the biggest super late model races in the country and of course in our state what does the preparation look like for you uh to to try to be ready i know you're running berlin all the time so you may feel you know some people may say oh he's a shoe in but you're getting some of the best drivers from across the country who are coming to try to cash this check what are you doing right mm-hmm. now to get yourself ready um honestly it's just going through my head and staying in the right mindset and just acting like i'm racing a friday night at kalamazoo in a sense just staying calm cool and collected and hydrated and being ready to go like you said it's got some tough drivers coming around all, all across the country and even like on a local night like like Evan Shaco won the 251 last year. Like we're racing with the best of the best just on a local night. So it's it's a real good thing to be able to gauge off the guys on a local night and be able to stay at the same track and race against the even better guys that come in out of state. And and Dylan, what what kind of is weird to me because uh, I, I've never been at a racetrack um, that kind of runs things the way Berlin does, right? They There are no heat races. There, there's no yeah. chance chance to get things fixed. You're running double features on a regular night, and if you have a problem, that's two features that you've just blown up, not just one. <laughs> right. It's uh, 
yeah, we had to deal with that last year, but they uh, they took that out this year. So we're all every night we're seventy five laps gung ho, ready to go, and five grand to win. So it's kind of kind of even more. And you you miss one show, and you're racing for the points. Like it's it's a hard battle. You've been doing uh, some fun things, kind of promoting your own brand and promoting what you do. Talk to me about this YouTube channel that you've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my girlfriend, Tori Hook, she's a, uh, she's a photographer and uh, she shoots weddings and does an amazing job at that. And she always, always wants to do something at the racetrack. So we came up with an idea of starting a YouTube channel and kind of like not being the first ones to do it in Michigan, but kind of just getting all these tracks known around and she absolutely loves it. And uh, she does an amazing job at it and something that we're looking forward to grow and get better at. And uh, just not for me as a standpoint of getting me blown up and getting somewhere in this racing world, but just getting the community known, just like you said, like Springport struggling with car counts and all that and whatnot and getting all those tracks known again and making short track racing in the North big Dylan, I want to ask you about because you're we don't get we don't talk to a guy bunch of guys that often that are in the you know late late model payment scene, but you know SRL came to our area last year. The, I think uh, you know they're they're trying to do a national tour. You got the ASA Stars National Tour now in their inaugural season. What do you think about that for basically the Midwest? And and ASA is a little more the little more than the just the Midwest, right? They go down south for a few races. Right. But what do you, what do you think about that? Finally, having national tour races, not just tight regional regional events. Uh, you think that's a good thing for for that class? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's a good it's a good way to get uh, young guys like me and even younger kids nowadays uh, get their debut out there and be able to run with such an amazing stacked field and be able to see their car on TV and have family all over watching and. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think it's a good thing, and I and I think they're doing it right, and uh, it's good that they got ASA back. I never really got to – we got into racing late, so I didn't really watch much, much ASA racing growing up as a kid, but I can uh, bounce back and watch it nowadays and get my kids – when I have kids one day, hopefully this ASA series stays around and we can get, get them into it if I don't make it. I want to go back a little bit uh, and kind of draw some comparisons to two things. You mentioned that you tested at Owasso. Um, you mentioned uh, we brought up the, the YouTube channel. Um, you kind of put a tease on your YouTube channel, one of your uh, one of your cover uh, photos about the test at Owasso. How did that go? Um, you know, you kind of you talked about your lap times around that track. How, how was that test? Yeah, so we it was actually a race. We actually didn't test. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Night. Yeah, thank you. No, you're totally good. Yep. We actually raced that night. It was uh, I had spoke to a few few friends, uh, Lane Head, and a few others that went and tested. They had a test day like the week prior, or whatever, and uh, kind of gave me some ideas of what to put in the car for setup. And Van Dorn, like they always do, helped us there too. And had some buddies help me with how to run the line. And it's uh, it's literally like a Springport. So I got to I got to bring my Springport knowledge there, and it uh, it worked out. We kind of struggled in qualify or in practice a little bit during the day and kind of just nitpick at the car very little because we were we were a little off pace but i was like guys like the car feels so good so we we went out for qualifying and uh didn't break the track record because our class has never been there before but we definitely we set the pace and uh put a new track record up and 
it was it was a good night. It was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. You get a new division there. You get to hold the track record for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so that's for a minute. Cool. I mean, it's, it's new asphalt by later months and stuff when we're racing under the lights and it's about 60 degrees. It's probably going to get knocked up about two tenths, and we'll try and go back and beat it. We'll see. What 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 did you think of Owasso? Uh, you know, we mentioned the Jegs race is going to be there, one of the first big pro late model races of the season um, to, to kind of see this racetrack after it's really kind of, uh, I don't want to call it a resurrection, but really just so many changes over the off season. Every time we talk to somebody who's raced there, we like to get the opinion of the person on what the changes have been like. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a fast racetrack. Like it's, and it's so smooth. Like I was telling Kenny after the night that we raced, I was like, when I go back to Kalamazoo or Springport, like I'm going to, I'm going to feel like my teeth are chattering. (laughs) You know what I mean? But no, it's, it's definitely so smooth, so fast. The only thing is the outside groove is not worked in yet, but that'll come with time. But, uh, um, hopefully they, uh, Maybe, I don't know, lay something down on the outside group to make it more racy for them Jegs guys. That's the only thing I could – it's not a complaint at all whatsoever because it's new pavement and that's what it is and it takes time for the outside group to develop. But once that gets developed, I think it'll it'll be the track to be at and uh, it'll be such competitive racing, I feel like. And, and Dylan, I don't think people understand – I've in in my career, I had raced at a couple of tracks that had new pavement, and 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 it's it really ta- everybody thinks oh there's new pavement it's going to be fast right, right out of the gate and that's not the case because no. you because you really have to get the get the oil out of the track get that all out of it yep. and then get some rubber down and, and sometimes that takes a while and so I'm thinking maybe the fastest that track's going to be maybe is maybe the Owasso Fall Nationals probably, um, which I think yep. is, I think they run that in October, end of September. Um, For sure. I think that's probably when it's when it's a little bit cooler and it's had all summer to get some rubber on it. Right, absolutely. And we even saw, I don't know if you looked at times from this past weekend when the, when the sportsman late models were there, but everybody was super so, slow and qualifying just because of the heat and like you said, all the oil coming up off the racetrack. And by the time they ran the feature at night and it cooled off, everyone was a tenth or two tenths faster than they were in their qualifying lap. Like it just, just like you said, you said it perfect. It's just getting the track time, the tire wear on the racetrack. And I'm sure it'll become a great facility to race at. What an interesting spot we're in here in Michigan. Rich has well documented this here on the show. Five racetracks sold over the off season. Five racetracks remain racetracks here in 2023 in the state of Michigan. In that also that same category, this was actually a topic of conversation for me this weekend while I was down in Salem, Indiana, right? Four and a half hours south of the nearest Michigan pavement track. Um, The competition to have a good facility in Michigan right now is off the charts between Owasso, Berlin, Birch Run. Really, those are the big three that you think of right now. Springport, of course, doing great things as they always do. Um, And, you know, you've got those tracks to the north as well. Uh, that that yep. put on great shows and do and do what they do. How awesome as a driver who races on the asphalt, Dirt has had this for some time. You've got great racetracks, great facilities, great um, racing surface to choose from across the state. Now on the pavement side, NASCAR sanctioned at, at uh, Birch Run, all the great things going on at Berlin, the new improvements at Owasso Speedway, uh, Kalamazoo right. Speedway, of course, always doing great things. They've done some recent updates recently. Um, is it hard to choose where you're going to go? I mean, you know, you said you're running Berlin, but outside of that, is it hard to make a choice? Which facility you want to go visit? Yeah, it's uh, like you said, like every everybody's. It seems like now that 
you bring it to my mind, like everyone's chasing for that best facility. And it's, it's a good thing as long as everybody keeps it friendly and competitive in a sense, you know what I mean? Not shaming other racetracks or this and that, because I've seen that in the past, but yeah, it makes, it makes it hard and it makes it picky. Um, People are starting to throw money and I love seeing it. And not only our division, but people are starting to throw big money and, and uh, payouts for street stocks and whatnot. So it's, uh, it's a good thing. I'm happy to be a part of it. And uh, yeah. And, and I was going to say, Dylan, when you're looking at trying to make a schedule, it probably helps when you're looking down that schedule and see a couple more zeros on the end of everything that probably oh, says, absolutely. okay, we'll put a check mark by that one. <laughs> yep. For sure, man. It's Yeah with the tires nowadays and stuff and it's yeah racing's not cheap no more and you got to have the good equipment and i'm very much blessed and i uh appreciate every aspect of what i have and all the doors that have been uh brought to my attention and me being able to step through them and take advantage and uh work with some some amazing guys give us some insight too because <clears throat> i think that maybe the casual fan would say okay uh how is owasso speedway not a shoe in on a Saturday night, uh, you know, how, how is it Berlin or, you know, how do you end up at Springport or where do you, you know, venture over to Birch Run when they run a Saturday show? What do you look for? What, what helps you make that decision on where you're going? Um, I try to shy away from the, the, the phrase cherry pick because a win is a win. I don't care how you get it or where you get it at. You had to earn it. Absolutely. Um, right. So how do you make that decision on where you're going to go? Um, it's definitely, uh, like you said, Berlin, we committed to there that, but, yeah, it's definitely like you guys said also like the payout and what can we bounce off of and uh a lot of it too, like nowadays, like it's it's social media and getting your name out there and I love if you seem like the top row media how they're how they're getting into it and trying to get all these short tracks and all these local guys' names out there when they win a feature and they race hard for it. But um yeah, I don't know. It's just wherever feels right and wherever we feel we can go and have some fun and me and Kenny talk and see what racetrack, like we decided we were going to go to Springport instead of Owasso. And yeah, we're just wherever, wherever the money's at and wherever our heart's at and wherever our mind's at at the moment, we, we kind of choose and run with it and go. Well, I tell you what happens to, to horsepower happenings all the time. We've been trying to get away from doing this is if we bring on a driver to help us preview a big event, they go out there and they win the big event, so now we can't have them on back-to-back weeks. So um, maybe what will happen is you've helped us preview the money in the bank on Wednesday. Maybe you'll get a chance to cash the big check, uh, and we won't talk to you on Monday because we just had you on this week. But um, that's the next one on the schedule, man. So how excited are you for that race? I am I am beyond stoked. Um, and and I guess, too, I also want to say not only how you feel about it, like what your excitement level is, but how's your confidence level now that you've won a race, uh, you know, Saturday before, kind of know what your car is capable of, and you've done so well at Berlin this year? Right. Yeah, we are 20 out of 10 excited, me and the car owner and all of our sponsors. Like, we are all – we've I've been chit-chatting with all my sponsors this week and everyone, and everyone's super stoked. And, yeah, definitely um, definitely the win at Springport. Um, I don't want to say like I was down on myself and defeated or anything, but the confidence definitely faded away after a rough season last year. And um, we fought a bent car all year and we didn't know it until end of year when we finally put it on the jig and it was bent just the slightest way, but we got two good pieces this year and yeah, we are, we're beyond stoked and 
confidence going in. I feel uh, I feel pretty good. We struggled at the beginning of the season with this new car at Berlin, but uh, we got some tweaks out of it with Van Dorn and adjusted. And the last time we were at Berlin, we qualified a lot better. We finished seventh, and we were mainly focusing on long run speed, just like wanting to do good in that feature, but also prep- preparation for the, the 150. And uh, I feel like as a group, we're doing a really good job and confidence and maintaining and being very patient has uh helped me a lot in a long way in every aspect of the sport and i feel like uh feel like we'll do good at the 150 well dylan we wish wish you the best of luck uh go out there and get them on wednesday have some fun man and um can't wait to hear and see well not here can't wait to see your name on the entry list for saturday's big o classic at owasso speedway uh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> will that i'm gonna will that into happening um and, all right and uh, then we'll come down and talk to you in the pits man but uh, no for real good luck on wednesday good luck wherever you end up this weekend and uh hopefully we'll talk to you again soon absolutely thank you guys for having me and you guys have a uh great night and a great weekend ahead of you well, Rich, let's take a look at the upcoming calendar, and we just talked with Dylan about uh, the first race that's on the upcoming calendar for this week. Wednesday, big-time money, big-time show, big-time talent at Berlin Raceway. Tell me about it. Yeah, Zach, the SRL National Benton Baker Auto Group, money in the bank. Uh, invaders coming into town. Eric Jones, if you call him an invader, I do, I mean, even though he's from here. Uh, Bubba Pollard, Gio Ruggiero, Jet Nolan, Derek Griffith, all coming in for this event. Also, it's a homecoming for Carson Hosebar. He's supposed to be here as well. Uh, gates open at 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Racing begins at 6.30 at the Berlin Raceway. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. And um, I don't know. I haven't made the decision yet. I mean, am I coming down with a cold? I don't know. Do I? You don't look, what, you don't look well today. I don't, I, I, my forehead feels warm. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe I had to take a test or something. Um, so who knows? Might might try to make the trip over there Wednesday and catch that one. It's going to be a great show nonetheless. And uh, those are some great names that are going to be up here for this race. So should be a good one. You mentioned this earlier in the show. Friday night at Kalamazoo Speedway, another classic event getting set to go off. Yeah, Zach, uh, the, the, another big race for the Outlaws after having their first big race just a couple of weeks ago. The Intimidator 100 at Kalamazoo Speedway. Outlaw Super Late Models, Template Late Models. Street Stocks, Outlaw Front Wheel Drives, also in action. $7,500 to win for the Outlaw Super Late Models uh, on Friday. Gates open at 2.30, Zach, racing at 7.30. Should be good. And then also we talked about this with Dylan on Saturday. The Jag CRA All-Stars Tour is back in Michigan for the second of five times, as uh, Rich mentioned with Dalton. Uh, it's Or Dylan, rather. It's going to be the Big O Classic 100 from Owasso Speedway. Um, expect some really good talent to be there because we do have that show Wednesday with the super late models. How many of them put a pro late model in the bus and just head on down or head on over to Owasso Speedway for Saturday? Don't know for sure. The official entry list should be coming out here in the next couple of days. Talked with uh, the CRA director, Scott Menlin, before we started re- recording tonight's show, and we're already up near that 20 mark on entries. So uh, should be pretty good on Saturday. Jeg CRA All-Stars Tour, Big O 100. Also, I, I love the Jeg CRA All-Stars Tour. Let me just tell you that. I've, we've talked about this very much on the show. Pavement divisions for me, template late models, and modifieds are where it's at. And I'm going to get to see both on Saturday at Owasso Speedway. Looking forward to that. Plus, uh, the trucks will be there, sport compacts, and MCR dwarf cars will be in action Saturday. Gates at 5, racing 
at 7 o'clock. Other things happening this weekend, if you want to get some of your favorite drivers from across the country's autograph, or from across the state at least, autograph nights being held Friday at Winston and Saturday at Butler Motor Speedway. So uh, bring the hero cards and, and get a couple of autographs. Who knows? You might get something. You, what do you got going on at Flat Rock? Uh, we have a school bus figure eight, so it'll be a full packed house uh, for sure. It is twice a year, and so we, we had a good, we had we had a pretty good crowd uh, with the Great Lakes Legends Series, which is out of Canada, which I learned had to be careful uh, of that one, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I surely. Uh, you know why, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, you know what their initials are. Um, so yeah, I had to be careful with that. But uh, no, it, it was a. Uh, had a really good crowd and usually we we have a show before right before the school bus figure eight that probably isn't so much but it we've had a good crowd every night at flat rock and um this one will be standing room only for sure as it is for every school bus figure eight night i love it all right uh, that is going to do it for tonight's episode of horsepower happenings on behalf of uh scott manley who pays the bills which by the way i forgot to thank him last week somebody pointed that out like what did, did you and scott have a falling out you didn't thank the guy who pays the bills well he paid the bills this week so we'll thank him let's be honest <laughs> you haven't been doing a whole lot lately all right <laughs> so on behalf of scott manley who pays the bills rich france my co-host i say thank you to Brad Lamberson, Dylan Stoneball, and everybody who uh, was a part of tonight's show. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. The views and opinions expressed in tonight's show may not directly reflect that of Horsepower Happenings. The contents of this program may not be reproduced, retransmitted, or disseminated without the express written consent of Horsepower Happenings. Follow Horsepower Happenings on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and iTunes to keep up on what's happening.